Peace. These are Confessions of a Black Mother. And I'm your host, Kira. I refuse to say Happy Black History Month. Because I don't know about y'all, but I'm black 365 days of the year. And you ain't fixing to put me in my history in a month, let alone the shortest month of the year. So what I will say is I hope you had an excellent and peaceful start to your week and that your week consists of a good belly laugh and excellent health. So let's get into the topic at hand. Colorism. Blackity black. African booty scratcher. Crunchy black. These are some of the names that I was called as a grade school kid. I was called things by my own people, just those of a lighter complexion. I can't say that those words didn't hurt because they did. I can't say that I didn't want to be lighter because I did. But as fate would have it, my firstborn child would be one of a lighter complexion. My middle children would be brown skin and my second to the youngest would be dark skin. So I can truly say that I have a variety of melanated children, which unfortunately for me would be a harder fight against social outlets about beauty. I don't sugarcoat anything when it comes to my kids knowing their culture and who they are. Why should I have to? We've been taught for decades the wrong history. In high school and in college, my Africana studies teacher was white. So I've always rebelled against someone who don't know my history teaching me my history there's nothing that you can teach me you can't even pronounce my name correctly which shows that you care less about who i am or where i originated from so i proudly tell my children if they do not take the time to learn your name and pronounce it right correct them with sternness in your voice they take the time to learn the names of wolfgang amadeus mozart leonardo da vinci and Christian Louis Vuitton and Balenciaga so they will take the time to learn and pronounce your name correctly that's on period but back to the topic at hand my kids watch TV particularly anime but they still watch TV TikToks and other social media pages and they see the division that we suffer amongst ourselves I'm guilty of watching love and hip hop. And when my oldest daughter would watch it with me, she would point out the obvious of the mainstream colorism. They don't give a rip. They don't even hide it or try to camouflage it because it's not a secret anymore that dark skinned women have it hard. My my father-in-law used to say that you're born with two strikes against you already. I feel like dark skinned women, it's more like two and a half. Now, let me take a pause for the cause and say that this is not a light-skinned women bashing post. If you continue to listen, I will speak on how y'all deal with reverse colorism. I just had to throw that out there because my inbox will be blowing up, turning this podcast into a hate message. And that's not what it's about. And that's on Mary Had a Little Lamb. (laughs) All right, carry on. Black Lives Matter. 
I've witnessed the smite on dark skinned women. If you have not, then you just choose not to. I've watched them glorify Gina and secondhand pound. I've watched a light skinned friend have a dark skinned friend so that she could stand out. I've actually had that happen to me once because my so-called friend actually admitted to it. I can't say that I was surprised or hurt because honestly, I was used to it. Now, I cannot judge a person's relationship because the only two people in that relationship is the two folks in it. So I cannot speak on why, but some of these celebrity relationships look crazy as hell. I watched Kevin Hart leave his dark-skinned wife for a light-skinned one. Again, no smite. Because I don't know the history, I don't know the man, and I don't know his wife. The concerns of the relationship or any issues I'm not aware of. But I just watch what played out in the media. And as a dark-skinned woman, I was just as pissed as my fellow Coco babies that he ended up with a woman of a lighter complexion. And I wouldn't even say pissed. Because I'm excited that she's still black. But I would say... That it was so messy that when he left his dark-skinned wife, we kind of knew he was already going to a lighter-skinned woman. I've also watched that same thing happen with Kanye West, Swiss Beats, and Neo. And I lately just watched the play out of dissing dark-skinned women from various men in music and the film industries. Now I'm down for, the, for love who you love, but I can say that the switch was obvious we understand that they are capable of loving dark-skinned women but we see it unfold all all too often i've listened to black men like tyrese tear us black women to shreds and how a black television host be able to get on there and say dark-skinned women are not eye candy and some of us look like men I don't know what in the hell he sees, but some of the most beautiful women I've ever seen have been dark-skinned women. Again, no smite to my caramel women. I've watched the biracial couple be glorified and the mixed children be put on pedestals and called beautiful and gorgeous. And I've watched our chocolate children be called pretty for a dark-skinned girl. So you can see why we dark-skinned women are tired. I put a video on my Instagram that if you viewed it, it showed Rick Ross, one of the blackest dudes in the industry, clearly misjudged talent for colorism. Now, I'm not taking away the beauty of both women, but if you close your eyes and listen to both, it is clear that the darker skinned sister had a more powerful yet soulful voice and she was ripping through those notes. And this dude sat there and said it was clear that the other girl sounded better. What the hell? I had to walk away from the TV and come back because he had me a little swole at that point. The nerve. But again, this is what we as dark-skinned women deal with. Our beauty, our talents, our abilities get overlooked because we don't fit the bill of what society feels that we should look like. Now, side B. Flip the cassette over. I've had light-skinned friends all my life. Ask me why and I can't tell you, but that's just how it goes. But I've witnessed a few ignorant daggers thrown their way. Oh, you think you better because you light-skinned. You must be mixed or something. I've even heard the far-fetched assumption that their color insinuates that they are better 
women in regards to their attitudes and mannerisms. Now, riddle me when color affected your smarts, attitude, and the way you acted. I digress. I've made the mistake one time of calling my friend's child a light bright. And she went in on me. And it was well-deserving because I didn't recognize my own ignorance. I took what I thought was an innocent joke and regurgitated it on my friend and her son. And I didn't even realize that reverse colorism existed as well. I was, I was really ignorant. I won't hold you. I made some innocent jokes that I did not know was offensive to some. And me of all people, the little child that suffered the, wor the worst jokes when it came to color. Hmm. But I allowed the snowball effect to consume me unknowingly. I had a really good friend that explained to me that her being mixed was more of a curse than a gift because people thought she got around. She was rude. She was conceited just because she was light skinned. One of the most important things that carried me through life, and I give my children that saying gift, is the power of words. The power of words. Boy, oh boy, who didn't open the Pandora's box? What you can say can be a weapon or a gift. Let me say that again. What you say can be a weapon or a gift. As parents, we are our children's first teacher and their first example. They pay attention more than we realize. Children are like Play-Doh. They need to be molded to take shape. And it is up to you as a mother or as a parent to shape what they will turn out to be. Now, I understand that some outside interference can disrupt the shape and sometimes cause rigid edges. But you, yes you mom, are the conductor to that orchestra. If we glorify one color over the other, that is creation of colorism. We got enough mess that we have to deal with as black people in general. We don't need the extra bull crap. We are still in this day and time, 2021, fighting for our black lives to matter, fighting for our rights and our voices to be heard. We're still watching videos on TikTok and Instagram of people having to deal with the word nigga and people having to deal with white people feeling like, I'm not going to say white people, I'm going to say some white people feeling like they got the nerve and the right to say whatever they want to say with no repercussions and we're just supposed to keep taking that. We've been taking it for decades. So do you think that we need colorism within our own? Wow. She got them pretty mixed babies. It's a conversation that can break a child's self-esteem. Allowing your children to be the center of color jokes is crazy, especially when they're coming from family. I've seen the most colorism created within some families. Dark-skinned children is seen as the bad and misbehaved children, and the light-skinned children are seen as angels. I don't get it, and will never understand the division. 
but we must not lie and say that it doesn't exist. I've even seen African people, the originals, the OGs, participate in colorism. So much that some will say because we were raped and bought into this country that we are not one of them because our blood ain't pure. Well, baby, I got news for you. Since y'all let the French in them take over, some of y'all ain't pure either, but I digress. Because I'm one of those Africans I'm talking about. But you see how we consistently have to defend our color, not just to other folks, but to ourselves. We have to get it together, y'all. This colorism thing ain't no joke. We cannot allow folks to control our baby's narrative. Again, the power of words. We can speak life or we can speak death into our children. We can speak right and we can speak wrong into our children. Again, I'm not saying that outside interferences don't happen, but we're raising our children. And so the way we raise our children is the way that the world will receive our children. Why? Because our children will either go out to the world telling them what to expect or they would let the world give them their expectations. which is deep because I see it every day I, I see it I see it and sometimes I don't think other people see it until they're standing on the outside looking in I see it still happening with grown folks I be on social media like wow we will take and go on a live platform and tear each other to pieces as mothers, as women. I mean, tear each other to shreds. But then they'll let a man in a song call us a female doll. I give birth to children. You will not ever compare me to a dog. But it happens. I've watched colorism play itself out in terms to where, like I said before, I grew up watching Martin and Fresh Prince and Ballet and all of that other stuff. And what used to be crazy to me is that, well, it wasn't crazy to me, but it was, you know, crazy to some of my friends, is that I always thought that Pam, and no smite to Gina, because I thought Gina was pretty. But I always thought Pam was pretty. I always thought that um, Will Smith's little cousin was pretty. I always seemed to target or to zoom in on the darker complected women because I needed to see more of me. I needed to see more people that looked like me. So yes, I thought play was cute, but I thought kid looked better. <laughs> I'm sorry, play looked cute and kid looked better. Sometimes I get them reversed like a mug. But 
I just, in my mind, I really, um, I think that I'm not the only child at one point in time that felt like that. I couldn't be. I couldn't be. But like I said, our children are dealing with it. We're dealing with it in adult as adults. And I even see it. I see it happen in the workplace. I see it happen on social media. I see it happen in public. I mean, it's like, wow. And it's so blatant with it that other people can see that we're divided within ourselves, which is why it's so easy to conquer and divide us from the outside. But I ain't preaching, just teaching. Remind your children of their beauty every day. Don't allow them to envy the complexion and the fame of Miss Carter or Cardi, but don't understand nothing else about these women and their walk that they have walked. Admiring the beauty of folks is just fine, but when we envy them, we begin to question ourselves. I don't know nothing the Queen Bee had to struggle with. I can see what was put into social media and into the limelight. But I don't know her struggles growing up as a child. If she had any struggles. I've watched what Cardi had to deal with on Love and Hip Hop. And I watched what she had to go through. But I don't know her struggles of being there. But why should I have to sit there and decipher through somebody's struggles when I can just give her respect of being a black woman? Loving ourselves is allowing everyone else to see the beauty in us. And it teaches them how to treat us. Because what some people don't realize is we teach people how to treat us. If you let somebody dog you out, they're going to dog you out. What'd they say? If you got a fool, beat they head. That's the truth. But that, my loves, is learned from home. My father used to tell me all the time that I was beautiful. So even though I was picked on and even though I was not first picked with the boys, my heart was still full. It was still full. My father, God rest his soul, always made me feel pretty but that is what a man in your life is supposed to do whether it's your dad whether it's your significant other whether you know it that's what they're supposed to do and my mother always made me feel comfortable in the skin that I was in hair didn't make me clothes didn't make me I was never the um I was never the child that had on the mo- the latest and the greatest. And even as an adult, I'm not a name brand type of person. I mean, I do like certain stuff, but I ain't never had a pair of red bottoms. I ain't never owned a designer purse. And I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. But growing up, my heart was still full. That's not to say that I wasn't bullied because I was. When I used to work in the schools, the kids struggled with acceptance due to the oppression of colorism. 
They was being taunted, being picked over, being the least wanted due to color. Our children need to know they need reinforcement. They need consistent reminders of their beauty. Assuring them is not creating conceitedness unless you're breeding that type of mindset and behavior. We see way too often the ugliness of bullying. And sometimes that bullying behavior comes from a mentality that one child is better than. And sometimes colorism plays a part in that. But again, we have to be careful as parents what we're teaching our children. Because sometimes we can praise them too much and we create monsters. So again, you have to be careful what you're breeding because what you're creating now, again, the Plato thing, the Plato effect, what you are molding now will eventually have to be faced later. So if I'm creating a conceited child, I am going to eventually see a conceited adult. And sometimes that conceitedness turns into the air of feeling better than and the air of feeling better than creates an environment for bullying. And there are adult bullies, cyber bullies, physical bullies. I mean, there are full grown adult bullies that have nothing else to do with their time but create mess and drama. We see the videos of our children crying and hearing the stories of these young babies ending their lives due to bullying. In these new ages with these new kids, honey, the things they do on social media, baby, I would not pay to want to be born in this day and time. For real, our kids is facing the most revenge porn, leaking photos, setting folks up, catfishing. Honey, this new generation gives me a migraine. They cause parents to smoke, rather cigarettes, cigarweed, <laughs> something. I'm just playing, y'all. Don't get don't get out there and start no mess. But this new generation needs mentorship and guidance. Period. Again, what my homeboy say, and I put that on Mary had a little lamb. <laughs> I need some guidance. Gone are the days of having a good mentor. Because now as parents, we have so much to consider when we go out to look for a mentor, especially if it's a mentor of the opposite sex, baby, it turns into, we start looking at them like they're a predator. Because we've had to deal with it so often. You hear in the news. The teachers are sleeping with the kids. And the, 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 and you're like what? Man I can't. Oh, you can't trust folks out here nowadays. But like I said last week. We need that old way back. Because having a mentor. It was like double duty. Having your parents, having your family, and then having somebody that's not related to you still speak life into you is just as important. I'm telling you, y'all, I wouldn't want to be a kid in this day and time. I'm seeing things I've never thought I would see in my years. Like, young girls is getting shot out here in these streets. Not saying that these young boys should be getting killed because they're, they're getting killed off by the millisecond. I mean, 
I'm concerned about our our people. I really am. But just things that our generation, our young kids have to deal with. That's why it's important to speak life into our children, to communicate with our children. Because you just never know what they're dealing with. Simply listen to our children will inform us if the issue of colorism is becoming an issue. Because some people don't have that conversation with their kids. But it's not up to the school to teach your children to love themselves. It's not up to friends and friends' family to teach kids to love themselves. It's not up to the environment or the culture of the environment you're in to teach children to love themselves. It starts at home and everybody else is just an added factor. Remember, I say it all too often that communication is key. I'm sorry, I don't know if y'all hear any noise in the back, but it just is what it is. I'm a mother and I'm not going to apologize for my children being kids. It is what it is. You know, I know that a lot of us as podcasters, as bloggers, as vloggers, whatever so have you, um, we take the opportunity to walk around the house and quiet our kids and quiet our family. But sometimes it just doesn't work like that. It, it, it works like that in a perfect life, but being in a real, being on a real just... It is what it is. So if you hear my kids, I don't apologize. <laughs> but back to the topic at hand. I'm sorry. Don't allow Uncle Junebug to call our children darkness. Or allow Auntie D to reference our babies as, oh, she's cute, but she's cuter. Defend your legacy and put a stop to mental harmful behavior. Your children should understand that both Beyonce and Kelly is beautiful, no matter the complexion. Your children should understand that great, 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 great aunt that is purple black is just as beautiful as the great, 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 great light-skinned Cherokee aunt. There shouldn't be a division. I remember, um, and this was as an adult, not as a child. I remember somebody even making a statement about hair like oh their hair is finer or better than hers and she got that nappy hair and it's like what hair is hair when did hair start defining who I was as a person nowadays they wearing weaves lace fronts wigs anyway so hell you you'd be surprised to finally see somebody's real hair <laughs> But quit allowing that division to happen within your family. It happens all too often. Colorism has gotten so bad that there is songs about it. And Facebook groups that target certain skin tones. Colorism has gotten to the point to where Team Usher and Team Chris Brown isn't about the versus battle or vocals anymore. It's gotten to be about colorism. Colorism has gotten so bad that a conversation consists of, are they light-skinned or dark-skinned? We got to stop. We have to stop. Stand up against the colorism jokes and the statements. Your kids will eventually be on the end of those smites if you don't consistently correct the behaviors. 
Nobody, and I mean nobody, has the right to tear other folks down. They don't have a right to do that. It's not okay for grandma to tell you that the mixed babies in y'all family is cute, cuter. What? All these babies should be cute. Now, some may disagree because not, you know, some folks don't like to lie. And they say if they baby, look, listen, that's your personal preference. But as a mother, I'm not going to sit there and let you tell me that my lighter skinned daughter looks cuter than my other kids because I'm going to come for you. And I'm coming with both barrels open because I don't play that about my children and their mental health. Because did we forget in 2021, the suicide level of our children in this black community is at an all-time high. Or did we forget that? We are fighting against so much stuff. We're fighting against school killings. We're fighting against racial injustice. We're fighting against colorism. We're fighting against uh, keeping healthy marriages. We're fighting against mental health. We're fighting against so much stuff. This is ridiculous. Our mental health is at stake with each year comes a higher number of mental health cases in the black community. Because some people think the silence saves face. It does not. It does not. Sitting quiet makes you just as guilty as the person throwing the daggers. Some people say, oh, well, if I don't say nothing, then I'm not in it. Boo, boo, I'm going to say something. I'm going to say something to you. If I find out that you was in the midst of something that involved my children, I'm not only coming to see the actor, I'm coming to see you too. Because how was you sitting around and allowed it to happen and nothing ever came out of your mouth to defend my children or defend children, period. Even if they're not, you don't got to like me as a person to defend my children or to defend what's right. like a lot of people in the black community but that don't mean I'm going to let something bad come of you or I'm going to let something bad happen to you when I'm around I don't have to like you as a person to defend what's right light skin privilege in 2020 should not be a thing create the atmosphere so that the understanding can be swift create an atmosphere to say no that's not going to happen around here you can't come in here with those jokes you can't come in here with those statements you can't be around my kids saying that type of stuff because as mothers we'll tell somebody real quick we won't let no man or nobody come in our house and turn on porn in front of our kids so why would you allow somebody to come in and tear your child's mental health down and leave you to pick up the pieces If we build our kids up consistently, it will be harder to tear them down. I'm not saying impossible, but it'll make it a lot harder. Although amazingly gorgeous, Lupita should not have had set the stage for dark-skinned women. 
our stages should have been already built coming from childhood. But because they were not, we had to rely on this beauty to help our children feel comfortable in their skin. When Black Panther came out, and I was in, we were going through the movie theater to see the movie. It was amazing and it actually brought me to tears that these kids weren't excited just to see Chadwick Boseman, you know, be a black, black panther. But these kids were excited to see these black warriors and his, and, and, and his sister, this, this black, smart, intelligent beauty queen. And it just hurt my heart that these children did not know this, that they were beautiful all along. Our children are so, um, are so computerized into thinking that lighter skin is more beautiful. We're suffering from it even in other countries, in Jamaica, in Africa. They are skin lightening to be a lighter complexion because they feel like they'll be respected, loved, accepted by being a brighter complexion. When little do we know we are suffering just by being black. It doesn't matter if you are light skin, dark skin, albino. If you are black and your birth certificate says that you are black. If you look black, talk black, sound black, you are black, baby. And they are going to judge you on that alone. They are not looking at a resume to see if you are light skin or dark skin. That's why I don't even fill that crap out. I'm not. You don't need to know my race before I come in here for an interview. Interview me based on who I am. Not what you think I'm coming in here to look like. I'm not coming in here to make your company look like y'all all white. I'm coming in here to perform a job. And let my job and my work speak for me. Not my color. They can care a less. They ain't out there holding signs to say light skin, uh, light skin lives matter. And they ain't out there holding a sign to say dark skin lives matter. They out there holding black lives matter. We're doing that division or daggone selves. And it needs to stop. Brown skin girl should not have been the anthem of 2020 for dark women. It's still a thing in 2020. That is disheartening. Don't hesitate to address teachers for statements and conversations about colorism. Again, I will repeat it from last week. We are our children's first teacher. Don't let no, no, again, no smite to teachers because I'm very good friends with a lot of teachers. But don't, your teach, the, the kids' teacher should not be their first line of building them up as a person. But I also am not going to let things happen in that classroom that is hurting my child's self esteem. Don't be nervous about calling. I will call 50 parent-teacher conferences over that child that keeps taunting my child. I'm not playing that. I will go all the way to the school board about mine. That bullying stuff, that colorism stuff, that 
is a wrap. Enough is enough. I don't play that with my children and neither should you. Again, I got a light-skinned child, brown-skinned children, and a dark-skinned child. And I don't let nobody out there in the street talk about any division against my children. Are you so light? You don't even look like one of them. And I will cuss you out right in front of my child on the spot for even saying something like that. It ain't up to you to decide who's siblings in my family. If I tell you that a rock is my son or my daughter, you better just go with it. Because it ain't up for your opinion or your discussion. But again, it's said that we're still having to deal with this. Educate our babies and make them comfortable in the skin that they are in before society tries to strip them down and make them feel inadequate or make them feel like they have no place. Which happens way too often. Educate our babies. Communicate with our babies. Be honest with our babies. Experience is the best teacher. If you have an experience that you've dealt with that can be a a lesson to your child, share it with them. Because sometimes it's important just to let that child know that they're not alone, that they're not by themselves. Because sometimes to kids, parents look untouchable. Right? Sometimes as kids, we think that our parents are perfect. And it's not until we become teenagers or young adults that we realize that that is not accurate. In my eyes, my mother and father are still perfect. But as I got older over the years, I realized that mistakes happen from everybody. If they was perfect, they probably wouldn't be my parents. Because I'm not a perfect person. And perfect plus perfect breeds perfect. Even if you have one perfect, it's still going to breed half of perfection. And I'm far from. I make mistakes. I've in the past have been actually a contributor to a little bit of uh, reverse colorism. But it's unfortunate because I was also a victim of colorism. Children are not born to see the difference. That type of behavior is taught. I have yet to see a baby in a nursery or a baby be born in a hospital look at another child and talk about their color. Wow, move me away from him. He's a little too dark. (laughs) Children don't see none of that stuff. They are so innocent and so pure until we take that mold and we start shaping and adding and putting in these things to where we we start mixing up the pot. Then the outcome is our, what we put in it. It's our responsibility of what we put in that pot. Black is beautiful no matter the shade. 
beautiful. I can go down a list of beautiful, beautiful black people of all different shades. Denzel Washington's wife, oh my God, she's gorgeous. And she's not, you know, the the quote unquote star of their family. But she shines ever so bright. <laughs> we all know Michelle Obama, sharp as she want to be. Didn't she come through? Come through, ma'am. Didn't she come through for the inauguration? She was stepping on them. And that baby at the inauguration that read her spoken word. Oh my God. The sun didn't do any justice against that beautiful melanated skin of hers. Beyonce, gorgeous. Kelly Rowland, gorgeous. Gina and Pam, gorgeous. Lapita, gorgeous and flawless. And every every dark skin uh, ex wife and wife new wife of all the vocalists that I named, still beautiful. I don't see that shade thing anymore. Because we shouldn't have never seen it in the first place. And I wasn't even taught that mess at home. I was watching videos and, you know, before social media was even a thing. I would, you know, watch TV, uh, movies, videos, all of that. And I would see colorism play out so bad that I became so defensive that I just start reflecting what was given to me. But I didn't realize how beautiful we were as a people. I was on a bus one time and I seen this girl. She was albino. And she was beautiful. And when I told her she was beautiful, she started cracking up. And I had to look around like, hold up, I'm not gay. I don't want you to take it the wrong way. And she was like, nah, nope, I ain't even take it like that. She was like, I was laughing because people don't generally tell me that. But she was gorgeous. That's why I make sure I tell my children that all the time. Because you don't need to wait to get older for society to tell you whether you're pretty or not. Because it's not up to them. When you look in the mirror, you don't look in the mirror and see society behind you. You look in the mirror and see yourself. And your soul should tell you you beautiful back. Because beauty, believe it or not, is on the inside and out. Because I've met some people that's pretty on the outside but mighty ugly on the inside. But I'm going to leave that for another podcast. Y'all already know I only got an hour. 
But I'm going to give y'all a shameless plug in the meantime and in between time. I'm the author of a book called From a Princess to a Queen, A Melanated Teen's Guide to Puberty. And I touch on this subject of colorism just a little bit. Um, by the way, it's available on Amazon for purchase. And it's also available on www.ayoyawaystbeads.com. Um, and definitely go out and get yours today. But um, in this book, I touch on it. I touch on colorism and I also talk about children feeling comfortable in the skin that they're in and being proud of being who they are, knowing where they come from, knowing um, the, the people that helped create their culture and just knowing so much about their self. Because when we're going as kids, it's when we go through puberty. A lot of how we go through puberty shapes our emotional vocabulary when we are adults. And we don't realize that. Puberty, we're at our, our most vulnerable state. Because as young ladies, we don't, rec- we, we don't recognize that our couple of days of bleeding <laughs> is actually a beautiful creation. Because without that opportunity, we can't create children. And even though we hate it, I can't I can't speak for nobody else, but I hate I hate coming on my period for real. But I understand the beauty of it. Because I was fortunate enough to mother six children and be given the gift of one more. I also know mothers out there. Who have that gift of being able to ministrate. But they are not as fortunate. I've seen some mothers leave the hospital with no babies. And all that other jazz. So I'm not smiting any mother that's not able to um, have children. And I know that that's a very hurtful topic. And it's a trigger. So I should have gave y'all a warning before that. But... um, I just want to take a pause and let y'all know that my heart is with you, whether I know you or not. I've been at those crossroads before and I know what it feels like. But moving on. Get your book today. Again, it's called From a Princess to a Queen, A Melanated Teen's Guide to Puberty. I am the author. Kira, um, Kira Haywood is my name. Well, Kira Haywood Washington is my name, but you'll find the book under Kira Haywood. And um, if you have a young lady in your life, gift her that book. If you're a male listening to this podcast, which I hope a lot of men listen to it, because sometimes it's important to know the mindset of a mother. Um, gift it to a little girl as well. Believe me, our kids need it. Even if it's not my book, there are thousands and thousands and thousands of books out there. Gift a child a book, whether it's an audio book, a physical book, uh, a a book that they can read online. Give them something because our children nowadays are losing touch of actually reading. They read out of force because school make them do it. They don't read because they really need to. Make reading a thing again. We got to put it into that saying, if you want to have something, put it in a book. Because even though it still rings true, we got to put it into that. And 
Every black person in history is known for what they contributed to our history, not their complexion. Our baby need to focus on who we are as a race and not the cruel differences that society tries to pin against to, to pin against us. Folks are entitled to their choice of who to love, but do it for love and not for the standards of self-hating folks in society's miseducation. Be with somebody because that's who you want to be with, not because the world will look crazy on you if you with somebody against the grain. If you like a light-skinned woman, be with a light-skinned woman. If you like a dark-skinned woman, be with a dark-skinned woman. By all means, love who you love. Love who you love. But don't conform. Practice and teach the love of black folks. And leave that other mess to the wayside. All that mess talking about colorism, racism, um, which you better than conceding, all that other stuff. Leave that to the wayside. That's for the birds. You can choose to teach your children whatever and however, but remember the teachings of today will be the effects of tomorrow. Let me say it again for the folks in the back. The teachings of today will be the effects of tomorrow. Don't take your Play-Doh, shape something, and then ball it up and throw it away. Because when that child gets grown, they're going to allow society to do the same thing to them because they haven't been taught anything different. And it's easier to heal a child than it is to heal an adult. I've seen some broken adults. And all of them have said, if only, if this didn't happen, if this didn't occur, if this did occur. So we have to be more cautious as parents as what we're uh, pouring into our children. We have to be more cautious because, again, we're responsible for their mental health. Sometimes as mothers, especially sometimes as single mothers, we're quick to blame something on a father when we're both just as equally responsible for that child. And in my own personal belief, if daddy's not there, don't bash him. Let the child see it for herself. Because believe it or not, children pay attention to more than what we know. We don't give them enough credit. Children see when a, when a parent is going over and beyond. They can see that. Sometimes as parents, we want ready. We want them, um, them, them what you call it, uh, ready now. You know, put it in a microwave and it's ready in five minutes. We want them type of accolades and acknowledgements, but it doesn't happen like that. I guarantee you, you keep doing what you're doing as a mom or whoever. And your children will see. Your children will see. So when it comes to colorism, 
continue to pour into your children. Continue to show them the beauty in what they are. Continue to love them for who they are. And don't let nobody, nobody interrupt that. Don't let nobody come in the midst and try to change that. Family included. Because my, my hopeful prayer is that in the next few years, the word colorism will be extinct. There's no doubt in my head that racism won't still exist because it probably will. Because we still got folks out here to think, whatever, I ain't even going to go into that. But anyway, I'm hoping that colorism will go away because we have enough to fight. We really do. We have enough battles on our plate. And with all of that, I will say, I enjoy sharing with y'all today. I will encourage y'all, though, to go on my Instagram page and follow the Instagram page. If there's any questions, any topics that you want to discuss, hit me up so we can start discussing some more things. I mean, at the end of the day, I need the follows, but, you know, I like the interaction as well because I got some big plans for us. But let me not leave here without giving you your affirmation for the week. Nothing makes a woman more beautiful than belief that she is beautiful. I will repeat that. Nothing makes a woman more beautiful than the belief that she is beautiful. Learn and teach every day. Your children depend on it. Your children's lives depend on it. If you see a mama out and about, remind her, mama, you good. And until next week, Peace and blessings.